0: Hello and welcome to Connected, episode 358. It's made possible this week by our sponsors, Pingdom, Indeed, and Mac Weldon. My name is Stephen Hackett and I'm joined by Mr. Mike Hurley. Hello! Hello.
1: I have returned. And we have traded you for Federico. (laughs) It's Federico's birthday this week. Yes. Uh, And so, if you remember, you know, back to olden times, we would do this in the summer... It becomes silly season unconnected, and we all start taking weeks off. And last summer, that didn't really happen, I think, at all. Uh, and this year, it's happening a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So you were off, then I was off. Now Federico's off. And then next week. Next week, we're all off. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs>
0: next week, we're all.
1: Next week, the show ends.
0: Next That's week, you it. get uh, ATP it. in this feed. <laughs> <laughs> no, next week, we're all back together and we'll be celebrating. Relay 7th? 7th. Birthday. And we have some very exciting stuff to announce next week on Connected, yes. so look mm-hmm. out for that. So, if you want to be involved and wish Federico a, ha- a happy birthday, I would say send him a tweet with the weird fish emoji in it. You know what might be better? What would be better? Stop Just tweeting. any of the other fish. Uh-oh. Send non-weird fish emoji to Federico. Normal mm. fish. Standard fish shaped fish.
1: There's lots of fish. There's lots of them. Just send them one of those. How many fish emoji are there?
0: Lots, actually. There's like
1: regular fish, and then there's other types of fish, and there's fish on a line. There's a lot of fish. Emojipedia
0: fish. I'm searching now. Oh, I'm oh yeah. Fish, tropical fish, blowfish, and fishing pole. Yep. Or fish cake.
1: But that one, less of a fish and more of an after fish. <laughs> Post fish experience. Uh, and then depending on how you define it, you've got like shark. It's not a fish.
0: There's a blowfish?
1: Yeah, it's a fish. And there are
0: Dropfish. flags that look like fish. Thank
1: you to Thor and the Discord for providing
0: all of this. And then there's the uh the band. That's a different thing. There's no emoji for that. Well it is. It's a old man emoji. Hey, ooh. Moving on. Last week Federico and I spoke about YouTube premium light coming to some Countries in uh, the European European area of the world, <laughs> and and uh, we had this. I
1: think it was in the Benelux countries mostly.
0: Sure. And uh, you
1: are now wondering: Is Mike making something up? Have you ever heard that phrase before, Benelux?
0: It's like Belgium, Luxembourg, that little and stretch, a nuh.
1: and a nuh co- nuh country, <laughs> <laughs> the country it's of a nuh nuh in the middle.
0: <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's the country of salt because salt's uh salt's abbreviation on the periodic table is N A. Thanks, nerd We're not salt, no. What is salt? Oh gosh. I've really messed this up. Salt. Yeah, you've messed this up so
1: bad. Because like one, it's spelt B E N E. It's not even B E N A. It's Benelux, not Benelux. Salt is sodium chloride, N A C L. I
0: was close. Yeah, cool. So it's benelux That also be in the show notes. So we're talking about YouTube Premium Lite, and we went down this big rabbit hole of, I wonder if this will include picture in picture. Federico and I both totally forgot that basically everyone is going to get picture in picture. It's starting out. This was one of those things. I got to be a listener, right, to the last episode, Mm -hmm. which I do actually always enjoy
1: being a listener to the episode, Uh, and I got to have one of those moments where I'm like, I'm talking back at you, you know, That's, that's kind of where I were. Where I were? Where I was. Oh my God, what's happened to us today? We need Federico. (laughs) He saves us from this. You had, I had YouTube Picture in Picture on my
0: iPad for like three days and then it went away again. Yeah, I have it everywhere uh, on both my phone and iPad and it's fantastic. I hate you for that. Speaking of Luxembourg, Federico and I sent a call out to see if we had any listeners in Luxembourg and the answer is no. We had some responses of people who think they're in luxembourg or sometimes visit it so listener cedric vd on twitter lives in belgium but sometimes visits luxembourg but they do say they listen to connected while they're there so that's pretty good I mean, it's pretty close that's weird like is that like a thing like i keep connected for <laughs> luxembourg mm, only maybe it's my luxembourg <laughs> podcast <laughs> And this sounds like an episode of Ingenious, but it's not. Listener Tyler lives in Lux- Luxembourg, Minnesota, but it's spelled differently. Interesting. I like that. It has a population of about 600. Get this. His great-grandfather's family moved there from the country of Luxembourg in the early 1900s. Maybe they got confused. Like, oh, there's another Luxembourg. Oh, it's in Minnesota, but it was too late to go back.
1: Or it's like if we're going to move, we may as well move to Luxembourg. Luxembourg,
0: like, Or like New England, New York,
1: New Jersey. Yeah. It's like, well, we know we like Luxembourg, but we have to leave. So let's just go to the other one. Mm-hmm. I'm currently uh, scrolling through our hosting provider to ascertain if we do actually have any listeners from Luxembourg. Yeah, I mean, I could have done that, but that was a lot of work. Uh, the answer is... 21, no, 142 people Sweet. Uh, apparently listened to an episode. Let me see about, maybe I should check last week's episode specifically. Check, check last week's episode, yeah. Because they may not have gotten to it yet, right? Yeah. It would be, honestly, I would be quite disappointed if that number's correct and not one of them reached out, you know? I feel like I would be excited about that. Okay, nine. There are nine people who listened to last week's episode from Luxembourg. So look,
0: the nine of you, assuming you're using a VPN to get into Luxembourg, uh, you need to let us know who you are. Can you imagine? Maybe that's like a long con, right? There's just like four people from like,
1: I don't know, some Australia and they, they're doing the Luxembourg thing because we spoke about it. Maybe. I'm disappointed in those nine people from Luxembourg, honestly. Come on, y'all.
0: This was your time to shine. Represent your tiny country. Yeah. I know nothing about Luxembourg except the size. It's really nice, isn't it? Is it nice?
1: Luxembourg? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been there. I mean,
0: luxury is right in the name. Oh, boy. It's also full of
1: robots, hence the Borg that also exists in the name. Autobox is making a MagSafe game controller clip. So this is more really information for Federico. I think people have probably sent this to him too. I did want to stay. I've I meaning to tell Federico this uh, privately, but forgot. Speak
0: to him right now, directly.
1: I know. I'm doing it now. Uh, he was talking about issues of pains in his hands when using, like playing games for a long time with his iPhone, right? I'm not sure that mounting a phone to a game controller is going to make that better cuz i think the main issue with this stuff is the weight. Hmm. I've always found it. it's like I, one, of the, one of my main issues with this stuff is like heavy devices. So like put just like mounting the game control uh, like underneath the phone i think it's going to add a lot of weight and would would actually put pressure on his wrists. So i'd be keen to know if it ends up cuz he was saying it was his wrists more than his fingers that were hurting him which would suggest to me that it wasn't the fact that the button placement was on screen, but that he was holding the phone for so long and playing it. So I'll be keen to see if it works for him, this thing. But I wonder—I do wonder if he's already got the MagSafe Autobox uh, thing on order, probably. Cause, Maybe. Because, you know, he loves MagSafe.
0: Yeah. I mean, it'd be easier to, like, get in and out of this mode if you just, like, plop it on there with the magnet. The thing he had had, like, clamps and stuff on it. I mean... It clamps, Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, the MagSafe, uh, that's a really good idea. Way to go, OtterBox. They're smart people over there. They make a lot of cool things. Well, they own... um, PopSocket? Well, they have
1: the Strategic Partnership of PopSocket. Is
0: it PopSocket?
1: Yeah, I think it is. I think they do. Uh, Federico asked, why no Space Gray for the new Magic Keyboard? And I was kind of surprised that you didn't mention this uh, specifically. Again, I'm being like a really annoying listener this week. No,
0: I love feedback. Remember, you can email me on... I can't believe (laughs) nobody mentioned... Why is no one talking about this? Why is
1: nobody talking about this? (laughs) That there probably is no Space Gray for the new Magic Keyboards because they're going to wait to do those for Pro Machines, I would expect. Maybe. So the new Magic Keyboard with Touch ID, they will be like a black one if they have a black iMac Pro or something in the future.
0: I had the the thought the other day. I was uh, I had my next cube out doing something with it, and yeah. uh, which you'll find out about sooner or later. What and could thought, it be? And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> this is what the new Mac Pro should be <laughs> like. Just ah. Uh, It's too big. It's huge.
1: Like it from the image that you sent me, like I could see the texture of it seems a bit gross looking to me.
0: Oh, yeah, it is. But I mean, like just like a black box.
1: Right, 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 right. You wouldn't want it to keep that style of your one? I don't know. I mean, I love mine. I think I would like it to personally keep that keep that kind of even though I don't like all of the holes. uh, I think I would like it to
0: keep that that aesthetic because it does look cool even though it also freaks me out. You can just like reach down there and, and feel them. They're very smooth inside. I got them on the back of my display, too. You don't cut yourself in one of those? No. No? Who do you think made this? It's very smooth. Did we actually answer what you said about keyboards? Oh, wait for a Pro Machine. Yeah, Pro
1: Machines. Yeah, I think it's going to be Pro Machines is when you get the, the gray ones.
0: I bought my wife one of those keyboards that showed up the other day set up really easily so now she mm-hmm. has touch ID when her computer is in clamshell mode she's excited about it sometimes I upgrade things in her setup and there's not a lot of feedback about it <laughs> but uh, this time she was pretty psyched about it
1: well a lot of the time it is just a minor annoyance yeah it's like oh I need your computer for two hours so I can migrate your stuff to it <laughs> it's like I don't want this I don't want I don't want what you're doing for me uh, also again more feedback for you uh, so my my keyboard under the desk, uh, yes, it is velcro attached. That's how I do that. It's like sticky velcro tape. I do like the feeling that it makes me feel like a bond villain when I turn my computer on. and I needed to charge it for the first time a couple of days ago. but it was totally fine because the yellow braided cable reaches perfectly from uh, the power outlet that I've got on my desk with the like with a USB uh, like a plug adapter to, just to charge it because I have the, the lightning port is facing towards me. So I could just plug it in. Perfect.
0: I'm I'm happy that it's worked out for you.
1: I'm very happy with this solution. I I would still though like them to just make a wireless touch ID button, just a button, and that's it. Um be a really great fidget toy.
0: It could be really cool too. Like it'd have like a uh, top you have to flip up, like a in a in a jet fighter to launch a missile.
1: Surely one of these like super smart hacker people could like make one of those
0: it's in the secure enclave baby no but you know like the people that like they take apart a playstation
1: and put it inside like a matchbox or whatever right like (laughs) i haven't seen that youtube
0: video (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like someone should be able to do this uh i want to point people to upgrade episode 365 you really could have done something clever with A Summer of Fun in 365, I thought. but uh, Do you really think, was it the week for fun? No, because you talked about Apple and the child safety stuff. hmm uh, Yep. You guys did a really good job with it. I listened to the segment, uh, part of it live and the part of it later, and you and Jason basically said anything that I would want to say, so it's actually not going to be in this episode of Connected. I just want to point people there. I think, uh, I mean... If I had been on that episode, I would have been in agreement with how y'all handled it, how you spoke about it. It's very complicated. It's mm-hmm. okay that there's nuance in it. And uh, if you haven't kept up with this, it's a very um, it's just very complicated. And I think y'all did a good job sort of untangling it for people. I didn't want to talk about it again today. Yeah. Well. It's it's just uh, it's heavy yeah. and yeah. complicated and
1: well I know so like if we did it, I'm just gonna do another forty five hours where I'm screaming and then I'm gonna be tired again. And and I've, <laughs> I've already done that. So people can go check it out. And as you say, like, like, it's incredibly complicated. There's so many points of view. I don't really think there's anything else we could add to it today, particularly. You know, I was thinking about this. Like, I don't really feel like it's a thing that's going to change. Like, it just is what it is. And you can
0: now have your opinion on it. And and Hmm. that's, I think that's kind of going to be the end of it for now. I think that's fair. One last thing. It's not really follow up. It's not really follow out. It's kind of just in between. Uh, we have a sale on our <laughs> Relay FM Challenge Coins. Go yep. get one. If you want to celebrate a uh, birthday,
1: yes. company birthday, go buy a Relay FM Challenge Coin. I'll put a link in the show notes there on the ConfBurrow. That's store. a
0: good segue. I didn't know how to get from CSAM to this. So good job. Yeah. There isn't, you just got to embrace you gotta, it. Just you got like, do all it. right, the next thing <laughs> is this. They're really good. You want to hear mine on the desk? Yep. Very good. That sounded like it
1: really went for it. You're gonna need a new desk. After yeah,
0: this. I'm very strong. I probably
1: do have a couple more, actually. Maybe, maybe I'll buy some. They're on sale. <laughs> <laughs> Now's the time. <laughs> uh, I have a, I have a, I have a, a thing I would like to bring to the former Mac genius Stephen Hackett. Mm. I'm running into some problems with my MacBook Pro, my M1 mm. MacBook Pro where multiple times a day I get a box that pops up that says your system has run out of application memory.
0: Just uh, open it up and put more RAM in it. Yeah,
1: exactly. And then it suggests that I start force-quitting applications. And I'm finding this to be very frustrating. It was doing it to me constantly today. I then restarted my computer. It's like, maybe this will help. Uh, I don't really know what to do about this. I feel like there's nothing I can do about it. Like It's not like I have applications open that I don't use. Like The apps that I have open, they're things that I use multiple times a day every day, mm-hmm. and I don't want to just be quitting apps. So I think like for me personally, I have answered the question. Remember we had that question, is 16 gigabytes of RAM enough on an M1 MacBook Pro? I'll tell you, the answer is no, because that's what I have in it, and constantly I'm getting this. But it's weird to me because I never get out on my iMac.
0: So I did some homework on this, because it's also come up a good bit in the MPU forms. Right. It definitely seems more likely to happen to people with 8 gigabytes of memory, as you would imagine. Mm -hmm. And it seems like some people don't have this problem at all, or you have it all the time. And there's nothing in between for whatever reason. Interesting. I've been having it very frequently recently. But only on one of your systems, right? And Mm -hmm. I've never had it on my M1. I don't think Mary's ever had it on hers. And if you do some Googling around, this has actually been a problem that some people have reported since like 2017. So while it may be worse on the M1 Max, uh, it's not... Hmm. It's not exclusive to... Yes, that's what we're looking for, not exclusive to them. So I was like, well, did did they change something about the way paging works and not that I can find? So I really don't have a good answer for you. Okay. At least that I've seen, Apple doesn't seem to have an answer for this either. Hmm. Are you good on free space storage-wise?
1: I don't know off the top of
0: my head. Like maybe it's trying to page out and you don't have any free SSD space?
1: I'll go check that during the the next hour break and I'll I'll tell you how much space I have on the SSD. Like that, I guess that could maybe make sense, right? That it hasn't got enough to do. Is it swaps? Is that what it's called? Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, I can't imagine. And again, you know, like sometimes your storage can just get away from you, right? Like you you don't really realize what you've got going on.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Pingdom from SolarWinds. If you have a website, what purpose does it serve? Whether it's driving people to your products or collecting sales leads for your company, maybe you're providing customer service through contact forms. When these critical transactions fail, you can lose out on business, not to mention the bad experience it makes for your users. But there's a solution, and that's transaction monitoring from Pingdom. Starting at just $10 a month, Transaction Monitoring runs checks 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and will alert you when cart checkout forms or login pages fail before they affect your customers and your business. Pingda will notify you the moment there's a failure via SMS, email, or your favorite app like Slack, OpsGenie, or PagerDuty. And depending on what's being monitored or the severity of the outage, you can customize who is alerted and how they get the notifications. So don't let your users discover a problem with your website. You should be the first one to know. It's super easy to get started. Just go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 30-day free trial with no credit card required. And when you're ready to buy, use the code CONNECTED at checkout to get a huge 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom from SolarWinds for their support of the show and Relay FM.
1: I have 600 gigabytes of free space available, so I don't think that's the issue. Hmm. Currently, right now, I have 16 gigabytes of memory, 12 gigabytes being used, 3.8 gigabytes of cache files, and 130 megabytes of swap.
0: None of that sounds bananas to me, I don't think. Who knows? Maybe, like,
1: a restart helps every now and then? Maybe. I don't know. Because I was noticing some things where, like, you know, like Dropbox was, like, a gigabyte. It's like, that seems like too much. And right now, it's a 420, so... Blaze it! Safari is a big culprit for me. I think.
0: I mean, not as bad as uh, not as bad
1: as Chrome. Well, because the thing I the main the main uh, like if I look at activity monitor for Safari, it's Google Docs and Google Drive seem to be the bigger culprits. I bet that would actually be better in Chrome.
0: Uh, So, up next, let's talk about iOS 15 Beta 5. No Safari changes. (laughs) There are a couple, like, super minor things. Uh, I'll give a little pro tip here. If you use your phone in dark mode and you don't like the tab bar bouncing between dark and light, you can turn off the setting to use the um, blur on the bottom tab. It's in the Safari settings, and that helps it stay uh, matching to the dark mode you set your phone in. But, yeah, no, it's still Safari 15. It's still bad. It's still mostly uh, terribly unusable.
1: I mean, they made some tweaks to the iPad, mostly visual ones. It cleaned that up a little bit. The tabs, in my opinion, uh, look, I mean, I'm getting used to it, but they put a new little outline around the address bar. I don't really know why. Fixed um
0: i think they're gonna ship it my yeah my thought is if we get to beta 6 and this is still how it is then it's this is what it is i don't think it's gonna
1: i think they'll make some tweaks continue to make tweaks like they have been to what we've got but i don't think they're going to revert it I just that's just where i'm where i will put my money on this right now i think that's what they're gonna uh
0: i think that's what they're gonna go with I can't wait for, like, the public to discover this design. (laughs) It's going to be great. (laughs) It's not going to be great. Uh, There's uh, some new weather stuff, too, new weather icon. And something that I've noticed basically immediately is that a lot of apps now have those splash screens, a lot of Apple apps where they tell you Mm -hmm. this is what this app does in terms of privacy or this is new features in this app. Uh, The biggest one, I think, is Reminders that has, like, you have to like scroll, not that you can tell because there's not a scroll bar, but uh, directions on how smart lists work. Yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a there's a lot of text
1: on that mm-hmm. one, like really going into detail. It's like a manual, but I'm not complaining. Like, it, it it I like the way that this page is designed. We'll put a link in the show notes uh, to a tweet that has it from uh, at talk about design. And I think it's, I think it's good. Like if if it's a complicated feature, people might want to know about it, and this seems to go into detail about how it works. So,
0: go for it, I guess. They've also tweaked the shortcuts. Uh, allow always allow <laughs> that business. Uh, it seems to be a little bit better for me, but I haven't spent a ton of time uh, on my phone since yesterday so it seems like so this is uh alan miller on twitter was posting
1: about this that one they were showing a bunch of like sample data in the privacy alert but then also uh, allow once uh, allow always allow don't allow i think that's what we had before i was just wondering like if they're tweaking that kind of stuff maybe they will have fixed what was very clearly a bug that you two were talking about last week you know in that it seems to just randomly uh continue to give you the alert this is actually not a bug i have oh man with the shortcuts that i use on my ipad uh i never i've i never get like reasked to do the always allowing thing and i am doing some stuff like i'm you know i'm like uploading one to dropbox or whatever so like i have like a receipt thing um so i would see that like you know, because it's one of the things where I have to do the allow, but no, it doesn't doesn't happen.
0: I'd rather have to hit always allow more than one time than have my computer being out of application memory, <laughs> which isn't even really a thing. Yeah, well, I guess,
1: I guess that's the great thing about the iPad compared to the Mac. Didn't you right? switch back to the Mac? Yeah, well, now maybe I'll go back again. I was getting very frustrated when that thing was happening to me because it's kind of like iOS deals with this. Just deal with it. Why are you telling me to force quit things? Just deal with it. I was get, uh, That's how I was getting uh, frustrated about it today. It was annoying me. It's like, I don't feel like the computer should be asking me to force quit applications. Like, the computer can just handle it. Suspend an app. Like, you know what I'm doing. Just suspend the application. Like, it's fine. No, make me force quit instead. Uh, and there are new icons in shortcuts, like for you to add to a shortcut. Uh, it seems like there's a selection of new ones. I still just want to be able to have like either all of SF symbols or just emoji, you know, same thing I wanted forever.
0: Yeah, and you can do that in reminders. You can have a list and just put an emoji in front of it. But oh no, if it's on, if it's in shortcuts, you can't do it. That's the sort of thing that just should be standardized across Apple apps. Mark Gurman's back. I feel like you always say that, like, like he goes away. He does. He goes uh, out into the wilderness, and he gathers up Apple rumors in his little basket, and then he comes back and dumps them out on the table. And he's come back with a bunch of stuff about the iPhone 13, which is pretty interesting. Do we want to start with the camera rumors? Yeah, tell me all about it. So, uh, German reports that a video version of portrait mode will be coming, uh, My Guess is probably just to the Pro phones. I I think he sort of Hmm. talks about that a little bit later later on that, hey, a lot of this camera stuff may just be for the Pro phones. But basically, it would be portrait mode for video. Internally, it's dubbed cinematic video, which I could totally see Apple just calling it that. Everything has to have a a proper name uh, if you're a feature written by an Apple engineer. Uh, This will be paired with the ability to record video in a higher quality format called ProRes, Uh, This is Apple's lossy video compression format. It supports up to 8K. It's been around a long time. A lot of cameras shoot natively in ProRes. and Final Cut, you can render into ProRes and then use the afterburner card if you have a Mac Pro. And it is sort of thought that this would be the higher-end video codec option as like a sibling to ProRAW for photos that they introduced last year.
1: Does anybody use the pro role? I mean, I'm sure some people do. I don't like. I never feel like I ever hear anything about that.
0: Yeah, I don't. uh, I don't. Is that bad?
1: No. Why would it be? Like, I feel like. Do you consider yourself a professional photographer? I mean, not really.
0: Although you did make a calendar. You know, I'm making a calendar. I did make a calendar. (laughs) I'm pro as heck. That's what we're saying. I just feel like I tried
1: like playing around with halide. I think I just like raw is just is more than i need like it's i don't really know what i'm doing with it and to be honest it feels like it would add a layer of complexity that i'm not really looking for
0: yeah uh i feel like if i'm gonna shoot a picture that i want those options for that I, i would like to think that i may have uh may already have my big camera with me it's just not something i think like oh i should have you know I should shoot raw. And do you shoot in raw? I do in my on my Sony. Yeah. Why? So I can do lots of additional editing. Because
1: I guess for you, in the times that you would even consider using raw on the phone, you would already have your actual camera. I think so. It feels like to to do the raw thing, you you are like making the decision in advance. Like I'm gonna shoot in raw now you know, like that's what I'm going to do. Um, so I'm sure some people leave it on all the time, but I would expect most people wouldn't because they the file sizes are much larger. Yeah, I just feel like the pro-RAW thing is something that I maybe was expecting to hear more about. I don't know why. Um, maybe I kind of conflated it wrong in my brain where it's like every year when Apple has their like, we're bringing out Phil Schiller now, Greg, to Jaws React to talk about the new thing in the camera, right? That it becomes a big thing, you know, like uh, portrait mode, and and what was the what is the one with the where it does the sweater thing? You know what I'm talking about?
0: Uh, deep fusion.
1: Yeah, and it's like that becomes just like a big part of the camera. So like maybe I kind of gotten used to like oh this segment means like this is the thing that's going to be important to everyone. But I guess Pro Raw is very like no it's not for you Mm -hmm. right like it's it's really like for people that take for like images professionally on an iphone i guess it's more for
0: that i mean it's a fringy thing i think uh so in addition to all that video stuff uh there's also uh, going to be a new filter like system that Improves the look of colors and photos. And so Gurman goes on into more detail saying that instead of just laying one filter across the entire picture, that Apple is going to use the recognition already has in the camera to recognize faces and objects and pets and precisely apply changes to just the part of the photos that you would want. And so instead of having to maybe brighten the whole photo, if someone's in a little bit of shadow, you could just bring up the skin tones or just bring up the shadow on their face and not necessarily hmm. the surrounding background is sort of how I read this.
1: I mean, I would really like this for photos. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely.
1: Right? Like I would really like this. Like, you know, when, when I edit pictures, like sometimes I want, I want to make adjustments to the color, but without changing the skin tones. And so, like, you know, like, I want to change, like, the color of the sky or the color of, like, uh, you know, the background behind or even the color of the clothing, but I don't want to make, like, my wife's face, like, beetroot red, you know? (laughs) Um, So then I have to like uh, pull back on what I'm looking for. But so that would be super interesting if they could do that. One thing I was thinking about too is like if they could create some stuff that could be used, like you've probably seen, I know that neither me or you do the TikTok, but I'm sure you've seen like TikTok videos that are made where like you basically have a green screen effect kind of behind you and people put like things behind them. I was thinking Apple could try and do something like that if they wanted to maybe. Could be interesting, like bake that into the iPhone and make that like a part of it like you could say like well just this is the person everything that's behind the person replace with this sounds like a clips
0: feature honestly like put it put it in there um
1: i mean for all i know stephen clips already does this but i, <laughs> I do yeah it. i don't
0: have it installed uh, <laughs> yeah and i think uh, he's not clear on this but i my assumption would be this filtering would be in the photos app not the camera app but um you know, for a while they had filters in the camera app. Do you remember that? And then they they, they ditched them. But for a while you could like Yeah. In like iOS.
1: No, they did they ditched a, them.
0: Yeah, they're gone, I think. No, they're there. Are they camera? Yeah, you gotta do that swipe up thing
1: where you get the additional settings and there's a like a little three oh, rings what in the world? overlaying each other. And then you can go in and you can get filters. I like, honestly I would expect if they're gonna do this. They would do it live. Do it live. Because that's Apple's whole thing, right? Like, you go swipe up, so you get, like, the additional things, and then you can go to Vivid One. Like, so, like, I would imagine, like, so for me, like, for me, uh, the idea of having a filter that is applied afterwards, that feels like a Samsung thing, right? It's just like, we'll just do this. It's going to work. It's going to be great. Apple's whole bag is like, look how good our technology and
0: chips are and stuff. Like, they go the extra mile sometimes unnecessarily. But then if you take it in the camera, then it's in the image and in photos, you can undo things. Maybe it's both places. I mean, those same vivid, cool, whatever are also in the photos editing screen, so... Mm -hmm. Maybe it maybe it just lives where those things live.
1: If that was the case, though, I feel like that they would they should change that. Like the idea of like if you take it with the filter on, then it's going to be like I feel like they should save the image and then the metadata, right? That replaces. Well, let's see. You are yes. going to try it now? I'm going to take if you a can dramatic
0: warm photo, so it looks like it's Instagram in 2012.
1: They are so like all of Apple's filters. Like I hope that they get, the, the plan is to redo all of these because it is very like hipstermatic. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're not very good because plus anyway, like color filters, they're just not a thing that people do anymore. So I would be intrigued what this would
0: look like. I went to go edit it and it had the dramatic warm filter applied to it in the photos edit screen. So I can just change it back to original and it's there. So yeah, that's very
1: good then. And they don't, they don't bake that in. Uh, Mark Gurman also, he also just confirmed a bunch of stuff from previous reports uh, that they're gonna have the 5.4 and 6.1 inch phones and the 6.7 inch phones so mini two regular sizes and a max smaller notch new screen technology faster refresh rate and faster a15 uh, system on a chip so all the kind of stuff that we're not we're going through i was i mentioned this to jason the other day um i see if it makes you feel the same as it made him feel so i uh, got a little chip in the Rail of my phone, just like a very tiny one, it's just enough that I feel it every now and then, but say like, hey, I, I think I've done pretty well to be honest. I've had no case on this phone the entire time. So.
0: honestly, I've never damaged a phone, so I don't really I can't relate to this
1: yeah, you couldn't you couldn't sympathize at all. Um, you couldn't sympathize at all with a very lightly damaged phone that doesn't at all impact the usage
0: of it. If I break a phone, I go all the way, baby
1: and when I did it, I kind of was like, Oh, that's fine, I'll probably have a new one. In like six weeks, that's very soon, isn't it? Yeah, how is that possible? Isn't it? I don't,
0: I don't like it. Isn't that, isn't that wild? It's not far at all. No, there's a lot of things coming up at us on our calendar very quickly. I mean, the end of the year is like yeah, here, man. They
1: are, yeah, yeah. yeah. It hit me harder uh, in, in also understanding what's happening in about that length of time from there. Hear about next time. Yep. Uh, of course, they could delay the phones. Or whatever, but I mean, I. But my personal thought is it's going to be a September announcement, and who knows? And and they, you know, like from the owners' report, they were saying they'll be constrained. I imagine that is, you know, it's going to be hard to get them for a bit. I guess.
0: I just have no gauge of like, will they come out in September? Will they come out in October? Like, maybe the. I mean, they've been all over the place the last few years. I mean, even going back to like the eight and ten. Remember, the eight came out and the ten was later, and Mm -hmm. they will be out this fall. That's all I can. It's <laughs> willing to say. I
1: think it's going to be September because they didn't give... think they're just going to nail it? Well, no, they didn't give an indication on the last oh, earnings yeah. call that they, they wouldn't start having sales in September. Oh, yeah. It would be in their best interest to say that, I think, if they thought that wasn't going to happen. They just said they're going to be supply constrained. They didn't say, it's coming later. So, some will be on sale in September would be my guess. I don't know when in September. Uh, and then the rest will mostly be on sale through October.
0: I'm excited. You know, uh, in his tweet, he was like, "This is a minor update." It's like this sounds all this all sounds pretty good to me.
1: I think people are. I feel like undervaluing the screen, the high 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 refresh rate, high refresh rate potentially always on display. I think that's going to be a big. I think it's going to be a pretty big feature. But at the moment, because we can't see it or experience it and nobody knows what an iPhone would be like with a 120 hertz refresh rate display. Uh, it's kind of just feels like it's not going to be a lot, but I think it's going to be pretty mega. I'm super excited about it.
0: I'll be too, as long as you can turn it off. Yeah, it's going to suck for I'll you. i just have to use it. Oh, no, all the Android phones already have it. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this episode of Connected is made possible by Indeed. If you're trying to build a brilliant AI You need a Turing test. But what if you're trying to hire a brilliant thinker, a human thinker? Well, you need Indeed assessments. When hiring gets hard, you need Indeed, the job site that makes hiring incredibly simple. Just attract, interview, and hire. In fact, with Indeed, you can do all of your hiring in one place, even that interviewing step. Don't just hope the perfect candidate will find you. Indeed's hiring tools help you cut through the noise to hire faster and smarter. In fact, Indeed Instant Match provides a list of quality candidates whose resumes are on Indeed the moment you post a sponsored job. With Indeed Assessments, choose from 135 different skills tests to help make sure you're finding applications from people with the skills you actually need so you can match up people and skills. And according to Talent Nest, Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job posting. Just go to Indeed.com connected. That's Indeed.com connected for that $75 credit. The offer is valid through September 30th. Terms and conditions apply. That URL one more time, Indeed.com connected. Our thanks to Indeed for their support of the show and Relay FM. Roast my doc, (laughs) (laughs) Stephen. Roast it. I'm gonna roast it. I'm gonna do yours or mine first. Let's do yours first.
1: It's just in the document first. So people may remember we did Roast My Mm Man Bar a while ago. Uh, The three of us enjoyed that segment so much that we thought we would actually just make it like a thing that we'll do every now and again. Um, And doc was an obvious one. And because Stephen's, since no Stephen's here, Oh my, Who, how old am I? I'm getting the two of you mixed up now. Because Federico's away this week, uh, we figured we may as well just do a Mac one now
0: because, you know, they've got to give him a it break. It's just the stock dock with like the books admin it still. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, thank mm-hmm. goodness I get to iMovie so quickly. <laughs> All right, let's talk about dock settings first and then we talk about what's in the dock. How about Ooh. that? Yeah, you you took it and turned it by mm-hmm. adding this one in there. This is the worst. So, no, This is the second worst system preference pain. Uh After keyboard, they're both terrible, but my dock is on the right hand side. It is pretty big. It basically takes the whole screen top to bottom, and it moves. I was
1: really surprised about the 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 size indicator mm-hmm. of yours because that makes it seem like it would be the
0: biggest thing no, ever. It's not like,
1: huge. The icon's not the, large.
0: The dock that? isn't even as wide as the clock right now. My clock says twelve fifty five p.m. The dock isn't even as wide as that.
1: I guess for you, it's, it's, I mean, maybe like what Apple considers small and large is different to magnification. Yes. Right? Magnification is size of icons. Small and large is like height or, or length of the dock, which and is it, weird. And
0: it's variable dependent on the number of things you have in the dock. And I tend to have a lot of things in my dock. So. Yeah.
1: And you have a massive display. So. Uh,
0: magnification is turned off because I'm not an animal. I noticed on yours, uh, we'll get to this, but your magnification is set to max, but then you unchecked it. It was like, at one point, he had it all the way up. Position on the screen, like I said, is right. I use the genie effect to minimize windows. Double-clicking a window title bar, minimize. I think all that stuff is stock. I, I animate opening applications. The dock is always visible. You show recent applications I do. in the dock. That is interesting I do. to me. Because there's some things do you do like... That? transmit or forecast or something I may need Mm -hmm. pretty often, but not often enough to want them in the dock. So Most of the time, they're just hanging out down there. It's also great if you accidentally quit an application. You can very quickly get back to it. But I do feel
1: like I I mostly launch my applications from Alfred. So here's the thing.
0: So do I. In a way, the dock for me is legacy. It's a way to see what's running, and I can drag things from Finder into different applications, but I very rarely launch things from it, I feel like. I really tried to pay attention to that mm-hmm. this past week because I knew this was coming. And Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty mixed. Mm-hmm. I know I
1: do it, but it's nowhere near as often. Yeah,
0: uh, And I keep my dock fully visible. I think I said that, but I don't have it hide and then reappear. That doesn't make any sense to me. Top to bottom, I guess, because uh, I have it on the side where it belongs. Here's the thing about that. I'm just going to wander straight into the hottest fire in the pit of mac os fandom hell the dock doesn't belong in the bottom because you have less real estate top to bottom on your screen put it on the side so you can have more vertical real estate why would you have it on the bottom why would you do that don't do that lots of people do yeah and it's wrong but i don't know why they do lots of people smoke they shouldn't smoke you know mm-hmm. that's what i'm comparing this to okay top to bottom that's that's a
1: odd That's an odd, like a really odd comparison. I was going
0: to say a lot of people think you shouldn't get the vaccine, but I didn't want to go into that, so I said smoking instead. (laughs) Well, those people are straight Mm -hmm. wrong, so. Finder, obviously. It's always the first one. And then Messages, Mail. And then the first third-party app is Todoist.
1: Okay, so I already have a question for you,
0: right? Why do you put Messages and Mail together? I tend to try to group my things kind of loosely. So like mail and messages is kind of communication.
1: This is this is the path I was trying to walk you down because...
0: But it's different than Slack and Discord and that's a different type of communication. <laughs> look, 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 look. In what look, way? I'm not saying there's... In what there's, way are they different? This is just where things have landed over the years and where now I just right. am used to things being, <laughs> right? If I arranged it in a way that would make sense based on category, I would never find anything in my doc. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh next I have Safari and Slack, Discord and Twitter. Discord and Twitter, by the way, no we're not talking about this today, they live in their own space. Uh just them. It's kind of like my social space. Hmm. And then I have calendar, craft, which is my note taking application. Everything's in craft now. I've just given up on Apple Notes except one shared folder with my with my spouse. Uh reader for RSS reading. Wait, let's stop.
1: Uh-huh. stop on that. So you have everything in yes. craft. What does that so mean? I, like what is everything? Tell me the type let of me stuff. Let me just that redo my folder craft. names. How about that?
0: Uh, then tell me all the names of all of your notes. <laughs> 512 pixels. Uh, book highlights is where I export highlights out of Kindle and save them. Checklists. Mm-hmm events and travel that one the only thing in there is my tsa pre-check number <laughs> the rest of that folder is empty nice 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 uh freelance home which is like house and car stuff uh htm so hack and technical media my company apart from relay manuals so if i need to look up how do i do this on my mix pre-six i have a pdf just right there um, OBS, which is my brother's nonprofit, I'm on the board, so I have some things there. Uh, podcastathon, podcastathon things go in there. Podcasts, so links that I'm saving for future <laughs> ones. I have a list of all the dating questions I've ever asked Federico. My, so do you, what? Tell me like the notes that are in there. Uh, like.
1: What's in the podcast? Like, do you have, uh, for example, I have a note for connected where I save yes. links and so and I have stuff one like called do connected links, like lift
0: off links, MPU feedback. And how do you save stuff to those? Through the extension, if it's a if it's a URL or a tweet or something, and if it's just text in an email, I'll just copy and paste it into its own block. Okay. Uh, and there's also some like random things like sometimes Audition just resets all of its settings and I can't remember how I set my loudness settings. And so I have a screenshot of that now, <laughs> uh, you know, just sort of like podcasty things. Um, Relay FM, which is just things that I keep not in Google Docs that, you know, we don't necessarily need together, but some things that I just need access to. Uh, and then I have one for yearly themes, which has my notes for 1920 oh, and 21 related to that. Yeah. So it's work and personal kind of mixed in together in those yeah. broad folders.
1: And you are like... Um, I think you, you you take notes like me, right? Like you have a note which is like a topic and then a bunch of stuff goes in each individual note. Yes. You know, one yeah. of these like uh-huh. weird obsidian people where it's like every possible thought gets no. its own note and then it all interconnects with a mesh network. No, I don't need that in I've, any way. I so. fail to still understand how... Any people think that way, but you know, we're all different. It's the Zettel custom method.
0: Yeah. I also have not in craft, I need to put it in here. I have scanned PDFs because I carry a paper notebook, a field notes notebook with me everywhere. And then I scan those when I fill them up and I have all those as PDFs and I want to put them in craft. I just haven't yet.
1: I feel Um, like notes would be better for those though, because it can do the scanning and the OCR, right? Oh, yeah. I I need to see if it works with
0: my handwriting. I should I should look at that because right now they're just in a PDF on Dropbox.
1: I mean, I've been pretty surprised with Live Text; like, it does a does a pretty good job. So I wouldn't be surprised.
0: Uh, so I mentioned Reader. I got Good Links, which is kind of like Instapaper, but it's a native app. Like I said, it's a website. Uh, John Voorhees turned me onto that. I really like it. Uh Think, which is where I keep all of my Apple history. And and really, tech history uh, <laughs> library is like twenty, almost twenty five thousand items in there. Individual hmm. items. That is a a fun place to go. Uh, after that, I've got day one. I got several journals in day one. Is that what Do you, you need keep the name to of those dreams? two? I keep a dream journal. Uh, Can
1: you give a dramatic reading of today's dream, please?
0: So yes. audience. Yeah, let me open day one. Let's see. Dreams title is head and shoulders i wrote this at 6 35 a.m i had a dream that i was watching slash making slash in a movie i seemed throughout the d- <laughs> wait wait wait, wait. watching slash making i think within the dream my role in the movie changed
1: <laughs> oh wow, that's now see that's that is quite a quite like a view of yourself like you go from having watched something to now I make it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I saw a calendar and I said, I can make a calendar. <laughs> you uh, like that, That um, you know, the
0: meme of like, I made this, take it,
1: take it. Mm-hmm.
0: I made this, you know? I made this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the movie was about a high school football team. It was graded in sepia tones, kind of like, oh brother, where art thou? Remember that? It had like very particular coloring in that film. That's what this movie looked like. Sure. The movie was sponsored by Head & Shoulders Shampoo. And the product integration was the coach would hand out little sample packets of the shampoo as encouragement to the players. And they would have notes on them. For example, your head and shoulders above their defensive line.
1: i want to know more about the way that this happens in your life i mean one i have already read this today so like my initial reaction would have been greater if that was the first time that had come to me right like what if i
0: read you one that you haven't heard before yes okay let me see i gotta find one that's like relevant like where you know no maybe it's better if i don't uh but
1: oh uh, no, no i have one about wbdc okay hold on a minute when do you like write these down First thing in the morning. So, like, you wake up and just immediately write down. Do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and do it? Or do you just, like, you wake uh, up? I've, tr-
0: I've, tr- I've tried that, but they make n- even less sense.
1: See, I don't... I just don't remember. I don't dream a lot, and I def. I, 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 I would never know. Do so you do one every day? No. It's,
0: like, a handful of months. That's still wild. That I remember. Uh, I got one about high school. Uh, but I got one about WBC. I'm just skimming real quick. Have I heard this one before, though? I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So this was May 14th, so, you know, like a month before WBC. Uh, Everyone was back at WBC. Mike and I did not have press access, but several of our friends were able to talk Eddie Q into it. (laughs) You have told me this one. You have told me this one. Keep going. (laughs) That conversation took place near the theater across the street from the middle school I attended. (laughs) We then went inside and ran into Craig Federighi. He was tense and seemed a little on edge. I asked him if he still got nervous before keynotes, and he said that he did. We then talked a little bit about sports, and he brought out a soccer ball from behind the check-in desk. He kicked it past me, and some other people started playing with it. So Mike, Federico, John, Marco, and I started to go into the venue. I turned around just in time to see someone drill the ball right into Craig's face with a powerful (laughs) kick. As he fell to the ground, someone else returned the kick for him with one that sailed into a large glass panel, smashing it into pieces. (laughs) At this point, we decided to find seats in the back of the theater and pretend we had no idea what was going on in the lobby. That didn't last long as a bloodied Craig and angry Eddie found us pretty quickly. They took our credentials and, t- and told we us... We had nothing to do with this. And told us they'd make an example out of Relay FM on stage in front of the world. <laughs> they just delete us from
1: Apple Podcasts. I remember I had a pre-WWDC dream where I had to do a dramatic reading from a book on stage. I didn't want to do it and Tim Cook was mad at me. That's, that's, that's nasty as much... Mine are nowhere near as good or detailed as yours, but I just remember having had that dream. We are having some real anxiety dreams about WWDC this year, huh?
0: Yeah, I didn't even finish it. Oh, is it not done? There's more? There's one more paragraph. Oh, my my apologies. As we left, my friends were all mad at me, thinking the soccer ball thing had been my fault. I insisted that Craig had produced the ball, but no one believed me. We were taunted on the street as we walked out of the venue. wow. I flew home the next day in shame. (laughs) didn't even stay around for the live show that year. No. (laughs) I guess we've been made an example of at this point. I guess so. Uh, So day one. Uh, And then Notion. Notion is here as a reminder, as like a task, because I have been slowly cataloging my collection in Notion, and I just haven't finished it. (laughs) Why do
1: you want to do that in Notion?
0: So people can like peruse it on the web. But Craft does that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it does, doesn't it? I don't think craft did it when I started it in Notion. I should just do right. it in Craft. Yeah. I'm taking Notion out of the Well, dock. don't do it until you've taken it out of Notion. Well, I didn't get very far. Okay. Uh and then photos and music. Mm-hmm. One password. Find my. Find my. Find my. In the dock. Well, sometimes I want to know where like fan members are. You know, or what you're doing. Where are you right now? You're in your office. Can I read? It? Can I read the things right around your office? Absolutely not. No, <laughs> one hundred thousand percent no. Shall I read
1: the things around your home?
0: No, please don't do that.
1: No, how about that? How about I do have some office?
0: questions about some of these places that we can talk about offline, though.
1: Yeah, you can talk to me about those in your own time. Yeah, not on our shared time. Thanks.
0: Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, I use
1: Find My too, but I, I I don't think I'd ever consider putting it in the in the dock.
0: So here's the thing. One password used to be the bottom of the dock. And everything after that has been added in recent years. And so find my showed up in there, I guess at one point when it showed up on the Mac. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, And then parcel the delivery tracking app, which I really like. And then the three podcast apps, audio hijack, zoom and forecast. Where is your editing app? Well, I always open Logic from Finder, so I have a bunch of templates. I copy the template into a new folder, yeah. rename it, and then open the template, and that opens Logic for me, so I don't need it in the doc. Do you just open Logic, like, just from this icon? Yeah, sometimes. No, I don't want,
1: no. I mean, I do what you do, but I also open it sometimes.
0: Yeah, I do it rarely enough that Alfred would be good enough. Like I said, there's not a lot of Logic in this, unfortunately.
1: Hey-oh! Was that a pun? So I think maybe one of the things that we do differently is I quite frequently have edits that I come back to, like, the next day Mm -hmm. or whatever, you know? So then if you just open Logic, it immediately opens to your last project. Hmm. So sometimes that's just the easiest way for me to get back to what I was doing.
0: Now, in the recents in my screenshot, it's Logic... Transmit the FTP app and then Mars Edit, an app that I use to send blog posts to 512 pixels. I'm surprised so those, Mars Edit isn't in the doc as well, actually. It used to be. I don't know what happened. I don't know why. It's it got really out. weird to me that, like, professionally, you
1: consider yourself, because you are, I don't mean, <laughs> consider yourself professionally, you think of yourself as uh, a podcaster and a blogger. Mm-hmm. But the two tools that you use to produce that work you do not keep in the dark. And I, find All right, that I put Mars edit. fascinating.
0: I'm putting Mars Edit um I think you should put logic in it too. I'm gonna put Mars Edit between between reader no, between good links and Devonthink. And, huh. and I'm gonna put logic.
1: Logic should be above four. Logic's the first affiliate. podcasting app. Yeah.
0: Oh wait, so and I'm gonna move parcel. Find my 1Password down to the, towards the bottom. So 1Password is oh. the bottom again. So if you're looking at Steven's image, ignore that. It's all changed. <laughs> it's all changed. Yeah, well, it's roast my doc. We're here to improve ourselves. That's true. Uh, I do use two stacks. Uh, I use Dropbox. Mm-hmm. And I have my downloads folder, both in the grid. So mm-hmm. I don't have like the weird fly out bendy arm thing. That was fun and when it was announced. Yeah, and then it was super annoying. Mm -hmm. And I have a folder in each of them named asterisk, asterisk, asterisk? Asterisk. So it sorts at the top. And in Dropbox, it's a folder with a little Dropbox icon on it. And on downloads... Yeah, Stephen does this. Like, So I share a lot of folders
1: with Stephen, and sometimes he just puts an asterisk next to a particular folder that he wants to sit at the
0: top because alphabetical order be damned. Mm-hmm. And I have the same thing in downloads. And so what that does is it means the stack, it's like a little Dropbox folder, and all the folders file in behind it. And in downloads, it's the download folder folder image with all of his little things poking out behind it. I like the look. And it means the stacks don't change. If I download something new, the icon doesn't change out of the corner of my eye. Okay. So that's that's my doc. And then, of course, I have the, the trash can because that's there.
1: All right. I feel like we made some definite improvements.
0: I think so. It's It's hectic. And I know a lot of people say you should hide it. And I oh. don't really use it as a launcher, but it's just kind of part of the Mac now for me, just over there mm-hmm. on the side. I do I, use it to glance at notifications. So, like, I have six things doing to do with stuff uh, today, you know. Yeah. So, okay. I, I, do I do use do those too. icons some. I do that too. Yeah. I probably allow
1: for about as many of those as I do on my iPhone, you know. Yeah, not many. Not many. Mostly messaging applications.
0: This episode of Connected is brought to you by Mac Weldon. You're busy, so why stop to think about what you're going to wear. You should just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon daily wear system. The daily wear system is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design that are made with performance fabrics and built to work together from breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish buttons and shorts, underwear and beyond Mack Weldon has made it easy for you to dress for work, leisure and play or wherever the summer takes you. I've got a bunch of stuff from Mack Weldon. Uh, I really like all of it. They make really high quality stuff. And I know that if I reach for something that's got that Mack Weldon label in it, that it's going to look great, it's going to fit great, and it's going to hold up over time. For the ultimate Lazy Sunday, their Ace sweatshorts have modern tailoring, and they pair perfectly with the ultra soft, ultra upgraded Pima tees. And for weekend travels, their silver knit polo and radius shorts are the perfect high tech, highly packable combo. Buy some time this summer with the Mac Weldon Daily Wear System for 20% off your first order. Visit macweldon.com/connected and enter the promo code CONNECTED. That's macweldon.com/connected, promo code CONNECTED for 20% off. Mac Weldon, radically efficient wardrobing. Our thanks to Mac Weldon for their support of the show and Relay FM. So I have been historically
1: uh, bad at keeping my docs in sync between my desktop and laptop. Same. It's so hard. Yeah, and I know it's a terrible request, right? But I would love if there was a way to just keep this stuff in sync across devices. Um, But I understand why also, uh, like, you it's not a priority (laughs) at this feature, but I would love it. Um, So today I actually sat down and mirrored the two docks. So like added and removed some stuff on each device and then just put them in the right order because it is a thing that annoys me where like I feel like I go to the dock and I don't know where anything is. So now I don't know where anything is on either of them, but eventually I'll learn this new layout (laughs) because they both changed. Um,
0: But hey, here we are. (laughs) <laughs> I need to do that because now I've made all these changes. Uh, do you wanna? Would you like to look at my settings? I would. Let me let me open this here. I don't feel like mine of that. Wild. Use dark mode on the Mac, which I cannot yep. abide. Yeah, I do use dark mode on the Mac. That's true. Uh, magnification was set to max, but then you unchecked it. Did you? Would used, used to be a magnifier, didn't you?
1: No, I don't think so. Not not. I mean, there's no way I would have been a magnifier on any of these. Uh, uh, devices that would be carrying these settings forward. Does that make sense? Okay. Sure. So I don't know why that's on max, but magnification's off. You know what? I might have. You, just you should at just some check point that box and give us your to reaction. See what happens. Yeah. I I feel like maybe at some point I might have just wanted to see what it was like and then just left it at that. Oh my god, <laughs> this is ridiculous. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I know what's happened here. One day I was like, "What would this look like?" and then hated it.
0: Yeah, I just made the size as small as it can be and turned magnification all the way up, and it's a roller coaster. I can imagine that yours, again, with your Pro Display XDR is probably wild. I bet yeah, you can see the the display.
1: It's just a big display. Pro Display XDR with stand. Come on. <laughs> At least you don't have the nano texture, do you? No. No, so, you know, you get one point, I suppose.
0: I guess so. Uh, you keep your dog visible all the time. Yep. I think we basically have the same settings. Oh, you double click. Oh, what have you done? Double click a Windows title bar to zoom. I don't ever do this. I don't even know what that does. What is this? Double click the title bar. That barely exists anymore. It doesn't do anything. I'm double clicking it and nothing's happening. Oh, it's a, yeah. You just set that to minimize. I miss window shade. You didn't really ever use Mac OS 8 or 9 or whatever, but window shade was awesome. Oh, look at your doc.
1: All right. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) We're not done yet. I don't do the recent applications thing. Um, Should I... T- I'm going to try to live without that. I don't... It's not really my my thing. Um, and uh, what was the last part that I was going to mention? Oh, I, I'm i a right dock person now. I've always been a left dock person. But then when I put my monitor on the left and my second monitor, then it put the dock all the way on the left and I didn't want that. So I changed to become a right dock person.
0: That's a real limitation in how the dock works. If it's at I the bottom... I don't know why I
1: can't say where I want it to right.
0: be. Yeah. Why do If it's on choose? the bottom... It'll show up on the bottom of any one. You can do it where it's like in the center, but what you have to do is like tell, okay, the display on the left is actually way higher. And so like the dock has like a hard thing to hit against. It's really bad. Like they should make it much and like more. They,
1: they have a thing where you can say like, this is the primary display. Mm-hmm and then but that doesn't actually change anything i don't think like, i don't know what that does no, but it doesn't it do anything it used
0: to say that's where the menu bar was but that shows up everywhere now yeah it's yeah. it's the, the dock you should be able to pin to the left or right of any display attached
1: and i would just like to say cuz when i mentioned this last time i got some feedback i don't want to do any of the hacks i've lo- i live with it now like people will tell me like oh you if you do this and this and this and this and go into the terminal and do it, i don't want to do any of that for this, so I just live with the dock on the right now. I'm used to it. It's fine. All right, so my, you want my list, right? Yes, hit me
0: with your best shot. Finder. Oh. <laughs> what? You don't have Finder in the dock? No, I do. It was oh. more like a oh, Finder. I
1: feel like Finder, and then I have App Store. Why? All right, so
0: <laughs> I
1: knew you were gonna. <laughs>
0: I knew you were going to do this. You're not John Voorhees who has like the app store on like his dock of his phone. Like, what are you as, doing? It <laughs> was soon as I took the screenshot today. I was like, oh, God damn
1: it. I know it. Uh, it. This is one of the standard settings. And mm. I think I kind of just left it. Like it was just there, and I was like, "Yeah, it's fine, whatever." Sometimes I need the app store, and I just leave it there. I appreciate that it is a it is a weird decision, um, and I may and I actually reserved make the right programs today. I, I <laughs> reserved the right to get rid of it, but I didn't want to get rid of it just because I knew you would make fun of me for it. But it is like it's a weird one, I think, to have there. Uh, I do like to know when I have updates for apps because I don't nice. like to do things automatically. I don't like automatic app updates. I hate the thought of opening an app and it's changed and I didn't know. Like even on iOS, like I don't have automatic app updates and I always like, s- well, most of the time I skim the update list because I kind of just want to know. There are some apps that I like to kind of keep track of, like, like Craft, for example. Like I always want to know what they're up to and I want to know when there's an update and I want to read the release notes before I do the update.
0: I have automatic app updates turned on on my phone, but they never work, so I still have to do them manually all the time.
1: Yeah, I have it turned on on my iPad, like not on my phone, and it just doesn't work. Uh, it's just sometimes I open my ad and there's 71 app updates. It's like, all right, so you didn't do anything, did you? So.
0: That information is uh, also present under the Apple menu. If you go to App Store, it'll say three updates in a little Yeah, but I don't bubble. spend a lot of time... I know <laughs> in the Apple menu. because well, no, however, system preferences is also in your dock
1: <laughs> right now shush right now uh, I have in the Apple menu six app updates and the app store icon has nothing on it so what does the app
0: store say if you go to the update tab uh, six <laughs> <laughs> but it's not badging did I Man, turn I remember that off? F- maybe you had the badge off which is the whole reason you said you had it in the dock in the first place on my MacBook Pro I know the badge is on
1: I don't know why I've done that. Who knows? Uh, system preferences.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: To be honest, this is one that I know I click quite a lot rather than...
0: I mean, than look, open. I can't really judge because I used to have settings on my home screen on my phone, and it's oh, yeah, still on that. the second home screen, I think. Yeah. I have it on the second... I don't have a second home screen anymore, so I do what it used to be there. Uh, Safari. Yes. Music. Good. Messages. Yeah, text me back. 700 messages there.
1: Yeah, at that point I think I did have a number of message from you. Uh Slack Discord
0: mm-hmm. because they go together. Yes. Uh Notes Craft. So what what goes where? Why do you have Notes and Craft? I mean, I have Notes because I have one shared folder with Mary.
1: Yeah. At the moment, all of my notes go in Notes and I use Craft for um everything to do with Cortex brand. Okay. So all notes and all like projects and everything goes in there and I think at some point I would move everything to craft because what I like about craft is I can have multiple like accounts but I just haven't done that cuz
0: I don't I, you know I, I, it's it's very manual you're just like copying and pasting stuff over to craft
1: yeah and also like I, I still do I think prefer how the share extension for notes works than the share extension for craft yeah, maybe. Maybe one day. I, I love craft for what I use it for, but mm-hmm. I use it for something that's like a it's like a little bit more complex than what I use notes for.
0: Sure. Um I it's do think I
1: need to clear out some of my old notes. I don't delete them ever. So I have I just have a just a big history of stuff going
0: on. When I migrated into crafts, I probably ended up with like a probably fifty fewer notes. Like there was mm. like all sorts of stuff in there. Like I don't need this from this thing this live event note from three years ago, right? Like, I just don't need it anymore. Yeah,
1: like I was, I don't remember what it was that, that why I saw this today. I think I was just like, because I noticed this and started scrolling through and like I had a note for it, like plan for Cortex in 2017. It's like, I I don't need that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that that time has come and gone, right? Like, it was just like, I don't It was just like coming up with things that we've ended up doing, but it was like, I don't know why I still have that. I don't think I need that anymore, so. uh, And then after Craft is Reader. What RSS service are you using? What is the one that you use? Feedbin. I use that one. I was using I Know Reader for a while. Mm-hmm. I don't remember why, but I was like, I don't need this. Sure. And then I just changed to Feedbin. I think like I was I was using Ina reader and then I stopped using RSS for a while. And then when I decided to come back, I like opened it up. It's like there's so much stuff in here. I'm just gonna start off with a brand new mm-hmm. service, and then just went in. I, I think it was one of those things where like I just opened our text group chat and was like, "What is everyone using?" And everyone told me Feedbin, and I was like,
0: "Great, I'm going to get Feedbin." And then I just got Feedbin. I maybe like a month ago went through and I re. Uh, adjusted, I don't know what the word is, I changed all my newsletters to go into Feedbin instead of my actual email account. Interesting. You, you, get like, you get like a secret email address with Feedbin and so you go tell Ben Thompson, hey send me all my emails here and then I made just a newsletters folder. Do <laughs> you tell
1: him personally? Hey, Ben.
0: Hey I ben. texted him. I said, can you just change this in <laughs> my account, please? And he said, who is this? And I said, it's Stephen." He said, "Stephen, who? <laughs> it's
1: Stephen, And he's like, which Stephen?" And then, you know, 20 minutes later, he just told yeah. me to go log into the admin uh,
0: panel. And, and so you even get notices there. I think you have to look out for You, you get your notices there about like if your credit card expired or something. But Interesting. I've been thinking I just about have a news, doing this. I have a newsletters folder. I just check that, like I check regular RSS and I've really come to like that because the problem with newsletters in my inbox is I want to get to them and then they're like, oh, they're old. But like if I'm reading RSS, I'm already kind of in that mode and I've really come to enjoy it over the last however long it's been. So tell me how this works then. Like how, how do I, how does
1: this happen? Do they give me like the feed? give me an email address?
0: yes they give you an email address and then you go around to all of your newsletters and you change your email address with them from you know mike at whatever to secret feed bin email address okay and then they just show up in feed bin
1: well answer this then smart guy okay <laughs> i
0: don't know why i've decided to address this in such
1: attitude but this is this is the space i've decided to so occupy spicy <laughs> Tell me this brain box. Uh, like what do you do if you like <laughs> What do you, what do you do if you like if
0: like something happens and you lose a password? How would you reset the password? Uh it would show up as an unread article in feedbin with the, all the links and stuff in it. Interesting. It just turns the body of the message into an article.
1: That's interesting. Yeah. Well, smart
0: guy you told me, didn't you? Yeah, feedbin. I told you. What do you call me, brain box?
1: <laughs> Uh, I think so. That was one. I think Smart Guy and Brain Box. You never heard that one before? Brain Box? No. You can work out what it means though, right? It's like Smarty Pants or something. Yeah. You know? Well, thanks, Brain Box. You're welcome. Um, Yeah, I might do that. I might do that. I don't subscribe to a lot of newsletters that I read uh, in email. So like um, Six Colors, I really love when Jason put the RSS thing in. So, like, I read way more of the Six Colors uh, members' articles now that they show up in my RSS feed. <laughs> so,
0: you read what I write for Jason now? <laughs> yeah.
1: I read, well, I, I just, I, I'm not very good at, at reading email newsletters. Um, and I have Club Max Stories, I have Platformer. Which is Casey Newton's thing, and I have Hot
0: Pod. Yeah, mine are very similar to that.
1: They're the ones that I mostly read, and then one of the things that I love about uh, Ben Thompson is he records podcasts, and that's how I've reached Attackery. It's just vastly superior. I wished that I wish Casey Newton would do it honestly. Like I, I really do. I love his writing. Like I, and and he writes about stuff which I otherwise don't really get a lot of. Um, content about you know like just like the platform changes and stuff and it's a great newsletter and it's one that I actually do read all the time but I, I wish there was a podcast version because I just like that but hey ho uh, I might I might send them to a reader I think I'd have a better um, hit rate of reading the articles because I again like I know that that's changed for me oh and Brad's refill Brad Dowdy has a very good pen related newsletter called refill which I do always read too but I think I would prefer them if they're in reader I'm not filling up my email inbox. That's a good idea. Uh, Where was I? Uh, Todoist. I'm not talking about it today, but yes, I'm using Todoist. I'm not talking about it. I won't answer questions about it. Uh, At this time, (laughs) please direct all questions to my publicist. Uh, I'm not using OmniFocus. I haven't been using OmniFocus for like best part of six months. I'm using Todoist. I'll talk about it another time. Okay. Uh, Then Spark. Uh, Mime Stream Stream. Yes. I really love it. It's an absolutely superb email application. I wished that they would make it so I could have all of my email in it and then uh, I would maybe use that more, but uh, I'd love it. It's, it's what I was looking for, right? Like I needed a Gmail-focused email app um, that I could keep on its own and it have all the features that I want and tick, 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 tick. I look forward to there being an iOS version. Because then I don't, wouldn't have to use the Gmail app on iOS.
0: I just opened it, and he has added print and print to PDF support, so I can switch yep. to that now. That's very good news for me. Yep.
1: I love how many updates there are, and the app is just super good. It's, yeah. it's excellent. It's still it's not, very good. Still not hot in the name. No, still not hot in the name. Uh, but application quality very high.
0: So you have Relay Email and Spark, and you've spoken a lot about that. So you and Carrie can talk about relay
1: to. email and personal email in spark
0: interesting why personal email in there
1: where else would i put it
0: oh because you you use icloud for your personal yeah, email not um for my personal email. And i also have gmail. another gmail
1: account for for a business thing but again so mm. here's the thing it's all of my email is in spark except for cortex stuff that's in mime stream and this is like similar to notes and uh craft right so, like, Notes has all of my notes for everything. Like, all personal stuff, all relay stuff, all personal projects, it's all in Notes. And I just keep the Cortex stuff separate. Um, and this is just because, like, it was, like, a, a different thing to all of the other stuff that I do in so many ways. Like, I, if I would have, I mean, if I would have been smarter, I would have started to sequester things earlier. Like, this is, like, a the craft thing and the Mindstream thing, they are, for me, like, tests of breaking out the various parts of my personal and professional life and keeping them in separate places. And I'm starting to think it's actually like a pretty good idea for me to have them all broken up. If you remember when I was talking about email a few weeks ago, I had the idea of having three email apps in use. I'm still thinking about what that would look like. But yeah, so that, 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 I like that. So maybe I'll do more of that in the future. Uh, so yeah, all of my email is in Spark except Cortex email, which is in my Mimestream Stream stream.
0: Yep, I just replaced mail on my dock with it. Uh, I'll be using it. Uh, okay, so... Timery. Timery, because you track your time. Big time tracking boy.
1: Yep, I've been podcast recording connected for one hour, 38 minutes and 33 seconds, 34, 35, because of the menu bar thing, which is great. I love having it in the menu bar now too. It's great.
0: And then we go into... Media apps is what I would call this next section.
1: Yeah, so we were kind of in communication, then we were in like uh information, right? Collecting and productivity and email. Uh, now we're into Zoom, Zoom, and then Logic Pro, mm-hmm. then Adobe Audition. Okay, uh, QuickTime, why QuickTime? I knew you were going to say that. I gave you a pause because I knew you were going to say, why QuickTime? Also, can we talk about how bad that icon is? The QuickTime icon? Yeah. It's one of the worst
0: ones. It's so bad. But I think that that is because it shows how much Apple care about QuickTime, which is (laughs) not. Do you know they used to have a conference called QuickTime Live? Yes. We've spoken about this at some point. I think you have a sweatshirt. I've tried writing about it. Yes, I have a sweatshirt. I've tried writing about it, and it's hard to nail down exactly what it is happened there, but they used to have a comment Quick QuickTime Live. Uh,
1: Zach is asking in the Discord if we're officially done with Skype for all recording. I have, I think, two of my shows that I still do in Skype, but they are going to move to Zoom.
0: I haven't opened S- Skype in months.
1: I haven't opened, so Thoroughly Considered and remaster. I just haven't swapped those over, um, but we will do that. Actually, no, remaster. we are doing on Zoom now, so it's just Thoroughly Considered is the only show that I do on Skype. Come on, Studio Neat Boys. This is purely a me thing. Like I just haven't I haven't moved Told them. <laughs> yeah. So with QuickTime, when I upload a show to our audio host, we get a URL and I just open up QuickTime and throw the URL in and just make sure that it uploaded okay. I just that's where I do my final check of the audio. Interesting. I do that in Safari. I used to do it in Safari, but QuickTime's vastly better. For okay, being able to scrub and stuff, um, I like it for that. And so I just like open QuickTime, Command L, and it's like open location. You just drop Lincoln, audio hijack.
0: Yes, Very piezo. Why, why, why piezo then? Because it does everything audio hijack can do.
1: Yep, but what did I use? What did, what did I used to have with Core Recorder? Backup. Yeah, but you have Zoom. But I don't use Zoom for everything.
0: Right, so you have Piezo in there because you're still using Skype. Yes. So that would go away when Skype goes away. right, so it's
1: like I always want to have two audio recordings. And also as well, um, for stuff which is higher risk, even if I'm using Zoom, I will also use Piezo as well as Audio Hijack. So I mean like if I was doing something where... If something terrible happened, it's going to be a problem for me or it's going to be difficult to to reschedule or whatever. If something got messed up, I might want to just get a second recording because the Zoom audio quality is not good enough, really. It's fine in a pinch, but I would prefer to, you know, not use it. So I will use Piezo as well.
0: Uh, Then forecast.
1: Well, Fission first. No,
0: I skipped one. Fission, yes.
1: Uh, Fission is also made by Rogue Amoeba. These three apps, Audio Hijack, Piezo, and Fission are all Rogue Amoeba apps. Fission, what I like about it is a... It is a... I can't think of the right word. Let me go to their website because obviously they It's a, a very job.
0: simple audio editor.
1: Yeah, lossless MP3 editing. Yes. So what I like about it is if I had to say, like, cut something out of an edited file or whatever could do that very easily and just save it. It doesn't need re-exporting or anything. Uh, I also do this for like, if I need just a chapter of a show, you could just go in, you can open a chapter to MP3 in Fission and just delete all the other chapters and you're just left. To, it's very easy to do all of that. So, mm-hmm. uh, it's good for me because I can I can just like handle and edit MP3 with Fission and it does a really good job of it.
0: I use it on occasion for similar things but not not super often mm-hmm. forecast
1: for this is for encoding into chaptered mp3s uh overcast because m1 life baby yeah can't run that on my desktop nope you cannot your old 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 Mac pro uh so I can check like so this is a thing where like uh before publishing a show I upload it uh to overcast backend and just like check that it's all good check that the um, I think maybe you or most people would be thoroughly surprised of how many checks I do
0: of shows. I basically make sure the MP3 loads.
1: <laughs> yeah, I do a lot of checks. Like when I'm in Logic, I check that it's lined up with the... Uh, audio hijack track of all of the calls bounced down i know you don't do that which is <laughs> which i hate i hate so much uh then i check you know before i put it into forecast i do a quick check of a few points in the file to make sure i export it okay then i that's done
0: i do i do that i'll skim it like i skim it in quick look um and Finder. then
1: when i upload it to libsyn i do that same thing again to make sure that the MP3 encoded okay. And then once I've uploaded to Libsyn, which is our audio host, I will put it in QuickTime and check that. Then I put that same URL into the Overcast uh, backend thing for the uploads. This is something that any uh, paying subscriber gets. And then it just drops it in Overcast and then I can check that all the chapters are in properly and stuff like that. Makes sense. This is why, again, I, I, I hate saying this, but I can't remember the last time I had an error in my audio. And like all of these checks have just grown over time wow, to us. St- you know what you've done. Like, what are you doing? I said this on an episode of Cortex recently and got away with it. So I've said it loads of times. Here's the thing. I'm not editing this episode. So I haven't jinxed myself for this
0: episode. Hmm. I'm a careful editor. I mean, you're so am I. I have had mistakes. Though. Everyone makes mistakes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Everybody poops. Uh, What's next? I don't know why you got to do that. It's a book. Have you ever read that book?
1: No, and I don't want to. I don't have children, so like why would I? Why would well, I? Well, if you that? ever
0: do, you will learn that everybody poops.
1: Uh, no, I already know this. This book isn't going to teach me that. I know Everyone that already. Poops. Excuse me. Please stop. This is not the kind of thing I want to talk about. Thank you.
0: Photos. No, you skipped one. The Blender Boy. Oh, Fusion Cost. Yes. This is an app I think I told you about.
1: Yeah, I think you did. Uh, it's you can throw in an audio file, so like a podcast and uh a thumbnail and it will spit out a YouTube video.
0: As opposed to having to like use Final Cut or something way heavier than what you actually need. Yep. Yep, it's very good. Uh it's by our friend uh GMA Rambo. Key Rambo. Yep. Photos. Photos. Good choice. Pixelmator Pro. Okay. I recently
1: moved from re- I was like a real like did not want to let go of Pixelmator person. Like the classic. the
0: normal, like, non-pro Pixelmator. Because
1: when Pixelmator Pro originally launched, if I'm remembering it rightly, it didn't have all of the features of Pixelmator. Yes. But I feel like the writing was on the wall for Pixelmator Classic, and so I thought to myself, I'm just going to give it a go. I don't know how they do this, but they have a trial, even though they're a Mac App Store version, you can get a trial from their website hmm. that just expires. But if you want to buy the app, you have to go to the app store
0: to buy it. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. I use it really only for making small images bigger with the machine learning stuff.
1: I don't really understand how to use Photoshop. Photoshop's too complicated for me for most things. Yeah, it's next in your dock. <laughs> Wait, I'm not... Done. Yeah, but there's a reason. Just chill, all right? <laughs> a lot of stuff wow. I'm not very good at in Photoshop, but I understand how you to do them in Pixelmator. Like... And, and asterisk, I'm getting better at trying to teach myself some of these things in Photoshop as well. But for a lot of stuff, I really do like using Pixelmator instead. Like for me, like if I'm creating something from scratch, like if I'm going to make uh, like chapter artwork or um, promo artwork for merchandise or whatever, I'll go to Pixelmator. That's where I will go. Um, and, and then I have Photoshop for when like if there's something that only opens that way or will perform better in Photoshop, I'll use it there. Um, and I'm trying to learn Photoshop, but, like, some of the tools, I just understand how to use them just vastly better with Pixelmator. So I I have both of them, uh, and I use them interchangeably a little bit, but th- I do use them sometimes for, for kind of specific things. But, so, yeah, Photoshop was next in the dark. Uh Then numbers. Because you're a businessman. So I have a couple of numbers, number, what are they called in numbers? Sheets. Sheets. Uh, That I had open enough, like maybe, you know, like I might have them open for a couple of days or whatever as I'm just dealing with some stuff, that I found numbers to be at the end of my dock all the time. So I just added it. It's like... okay. You have been promoted now, numbers. Yes, to being you, here.
0: You have come out of the recent apps, which you don't yep. use at all anymore. Exactly. I, I be, never used it.
1: Okay. To and then this one. was the same for the final one, which is Parcel. Yep. We've all moved to Parcel, I think, from we deliveries. Have. Yeah. And this was not at all related to deliveries becoming a subscription app. I happily paid the subscription. Uh, I just for the when we spoke about it, uh, some time ago, all of the. Uh, Parcel has a set of functions that I think are just better uh, than Deliveries. Part of them is um, that Parcel recognizes more of the carrier services that I use mm-hmm. than Deliveries does, and I think at that point, I think it's pretty obvious why I use it. Right? It's like yeah, I I it just doesn't have everything that I need. So, but the Parcel does.
0: I like the Amazon integration, so you don't have to like put a weird Amazon tracking number in and copy and paste or whatever. You just yeah, signed I know your that's Amazon like account. Thing
1: that people really love for it. And I'm, I think it's that's fine. Like it does, That's not really something that I need. Amazon does a pretty good job for me of telling me where things are. You know what I mean? It really is for me. Like there are just some services that I use here in the UK or I get stuff coming from Europe and deliveries can't, can't do anything with them. It's like log in here to view the update. Like I have to tap it. It's basically just a link. Uh, but Parcel does it like Royal Mail and DPD, they're two services I use here in the UK a lot. And and deliveries can't do anything with them, but Parcel can. The only thing I wish Parcel would do, and I think I'm going to submit this as a, as a request, is just let me put a URL in that I can just open whenever I
0: want. I said this, Paul, it's like freight deliveries and stuff if I ever worked, stuff like that. Uh, I sent a request in today because in the little panel where you t- put in the name of what mm-hmm. you're tracking, it doesn't use quick type or autocorrect. And so mine are all horrendously misspelled. And it capitalizes every word. Yeah. So I, s- I sent them an email uh, this morning, actually. said, hey, please consider this for an update. And then
1: I have a folder, which is downloads. Did you know it's called bin? Yes, the they
0: changed it in Big Sur, I think.
1: At some point. I don't remember where it was. It's At rent- some point the
0: recent. recently, they yeah. changed it to bin for some some language sets. And what what is minimum? Oh, you have like a oh, that's your downloads folder. Oh right, see that was like a minimized document because you don't have a folder representing your stack. Do you mean to make you a little Dropbox folder you could put there? No, I don't want that. I don't want it. I like the preview. I like the preview. I'm gonna copy it into the connected Dropbox folder. Boop. There you go. That's our docs. I feel like we have a pretty good handle on things.
1: I feel like I was able to roast yours more than you roasted mine. I mean, all of my roasting was at the beginning, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then we moved through. And yeah. It the app okay. store
0: is very a very weighty subject.
1: Yes, but I th- I feel like we needed to bring some order to your doc, which we did.
0: Do we? Uh, do we want to wrap up? I think that's it. I think that is it. I think that's it. If you want to find links to the stories we spoke about, or a whole just a whole bunch of Mac apps we mentioned. Head on over to relay.fm slash connected slash 358. While you're there, you can send feedback or follow up, especially if you're in Luxembourg. Let us know. If you have a hot take on doc placement, send it to Casey Liss. Yeah, yeah. Don't tweet. Yeah, uh, definitely email it to him. You uh, You can also join Connected Pro. You get a longer ad-free version of the show each and every week. It's a lot of fun. This week we spoke about warehouses and gutters. <laughs> Yeah. And all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's good. And we're going to pick titles. Yeah, that's usually there too. Always fun to debate those. While you're on the Relay website, go check out our friends over at Clockwise. They're also a Wednesday show. In fact, they're live on the live stream right before us. Mm-hmm. It is uh, four tech topics, four fun hosts, and they're in and out in just 30 minutes. It's hosted by our friends Dan and Micah. They always have two awesome guests, and uh, it's a great way to get a... Get some tech news in, really fun stories. I love the format. Uh, Relay.fm slash clockwise or search for clockwise wherever you get your podcasts. Keep watching the clock. Where do you get your podcasts? Overcast. I get mine uh, from cassette tape. Oh, I like the warm yep. sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us online. Federico, remember, send him on Twitter a fish that's not a weird fish, a normal fish emoji. You can do that at VITICI V-I-T-I-C-C-I. And he is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. They have some big stuff coming. Just keep an eye out for that. You can find Mike online as I-M-Y-K-E. Mike hosts a bunch of other things here on Relay and other parts of the internet. Mike, what's something cool you're doing this week?
1: <laughs> I don't know what to say when you ask me this question
0: sometimes. I-, I-, I think people, we already spoke about it, but people should check out Monday's episode of Upgrade. You can find me on Twitter as ISMH, and I also host a bunch of other shows here on Relay FM. We just published episode 600 of Mac Power Users. Not that I can take credit for most of those, but still a fun episode. No, you're on all number. of them. Uh, <laughs> all right. You're on all of them? Uh, just in the last two years or three years. How long have it been on an MPU? Two years and six days. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> can you imagine if I was right,
1: though? That would be an amazing skill. Wouldn't that be great? It's like the kind of people where, like, you know, you can, like, uh, drop a like a bunch, like a ball, uh, like a bunch of balls on the ground, slap them in the face. And they can tell you how many there are immediately. You ever seen this kind
0: of trick? That's a very specific situation. I don't think I've ever been in.
1: Mm. Well,
0: but. next time we're together, I'll try it and see no. if you can do it. <laughs> I won't tell you what is going to happen
1: either. Hit you in the face. Uh, <laughs> a bunch right. of bouncy balls, smack in the face. How many are there? Did you work it out yet? No, I was. I was vamping good. to give you time.
0: Oh, I can do it. I can go to relay.fm/people. slash That's
1: why I was talking about all that nonsense was to give you time. I'm a professional. So Zach has already told us it was January 6,
0: 2019. So it's been two and a half years. I have been on 138 episodes of Mac Power Users. You got
1: a long way to go before you can uh, be on more. 358
0: than half. connecteds, 21 flashbacks. <laughs> You haven't been on 358 episodes of Connected. But I'm credited. Well, you should fix that. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Pingdom, Indeed, and Mac Weldon. Until next time, Mike, say goodbye. See ya. Bye, y'all.